Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Please remain standing for the reading of the gospel, which comes to us from John's gospel, the second chapter, verses 1 through 11. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. When the wine ran out, Jesus' mother said to him, they don't have any wine. Jesus replied, woman, what does that have to do with me? My time hasn't come yet. His mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby were six stone water jars used for the Jewish cleansing ritual, each able to hold about 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, and they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some from them and take it to the head waiter. And they did. The head waiter tasted the water that had become wine. He didn't know where it came from though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The head waiter called the groom and said, Everyone serves the good wine first. They bring out the second-rate wine only when the guests are drinking freely. You kept the good wine until now. This was the first miraculous sign that Jesus did in Cana of Galilee. He revealed His glory, and His disciples believed in Him. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Does anyone else feel like Jesus grew up really fast? I mean, just a few weeks ago, we had baby Jesus in a manger, and then 12-year-old Jesus forgotten at the temple. Last week, he was baptized, and today he's performing his first miracle at a wedding in Cana. I love the church calendar for this reason. It's like it keeps us on our toes and moving forward in a way that doesn't let us get complacent. I just got settled into the peace, hope, love, and joy of Christmas. And now we're already at Jesus' miracle of turning water into wine. Now, I've been to a lot of weddings. And weddings are literally accidents waiting to happen. I mean, We set ourselves up to fail. A solid white dress, a strict timeline, groomsmen drinking beer before noon. Anytime you have that much pressure to make a day perfect, something is bound to go wrong. And as we can see, something is going wrong at this wedding Jesus is attending with his mom and his first disciples. See, in those days, the bride and groom celebrated the marriage not with a honeymoon, but with a seven-day wedding feast at the groom's home. In this celebration, they would often serve the best wine first, and then as the days went on, they would start to serve the bottom shelf variety. But you see, this celebration was in trouble because the wine was giving out before the party was over. Basically, the ultimate party foul. And this type of situation could make the host family look really bad. 
And Jesus must have been really caught up in the wedding party because he didn't even notice they were running out of wine. It was Mary, Jesus' mom, who acts as the catalyst to Jesus' extravagant generosity. It's Mary that goes to Jesus and tells them that they need more wine in verse 3. And this is interesting to me. Because honestly, whether or not this wedding celebration ran out of wine really had nothing to do with Jesus or Mary. They were just wedding guests. Yet she goes out, yet she goes to Jesus on behalf of the needs of the hosts. She goes to Jesus because she knows that Jesus could or maybe should do something to help. Even though it really has nothing to do with her, Mary steps in. And so my tendency to embrace the mind-your-own-business mentality is a little uncomfortable with Mary's perceived overstepping. But I do think that there's something we can learn from Mary here. As good as the church is at doing ministry, we are equally as good at making excuses to not do ministry. It has nothing to do with me. Someone else will help. I don't have the time. We don't have the resources. But here Mary teaches us that there is something we can do. This text invites us to trust so much in God's generosity and abundance that we, like Mary, nudge God with our own, they don't have wine type of observations. We can always go to God with the needs of others, on behalf of others. This is prayer. We see a world in need and we believe in the one who claims to bring abundant life to all people. Here we see Mary model for us not only the posture of prayer, but also the faith that God has the power to do something. And our excuses don't really stack up when they're up against the creator of the universe. I read a story on Facebook a while back about a woman who went into Dunkin' Donuts and she saw a man singing on the side of the road picking up change. And eventually the man strolled into Dunkin' Donuts to buy something. Did anybody else read this story? I saw it a couple weeks ago on Facebook. Okay, so as he was counting out his change to pay, the woman started talking to him. But it was obvious that this man was not in a talking mood. Since he only had about a dollar in change, the woman bought him a coffee and a bagel and asked him to join her. He told her about how people had been cruel to him because of his misfortune. He shared about some of his personal struggles and how drugs turned him into a person he no longer recognized. He had lost his mom to cancer, and he never knew his father. And he talked about how all he wanted was just to be someone that his mom would be proud of. She said they sat and talked for over an hour over their coffee. She learned that this man's name was Chris. And she said that he was one of the most honest, sincere people she had ever met. 
when this woman realized that it was time for her to go, Chris asked if she could write something down and give it to her. Handing this woman a crumpled piece of paper while he apologized for his handwriting, Chris smiled at the woman and left. She opened this crumpled receipt he handed to her where he wrote, I wanted to kill myself today, but because of you, now I do not. Thank you, beautiful person. Seeing a need and taking action. Being obedient in prayer and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide how we live can literally change lives. And sometimes we're not even aware how God is at work in a cup of coffee and a bagel. We are called to see a need and respond the best way we know how, and God takes it from there. That is grace. We are not called to do it all, but we are called to do what we can. Something I had not noticed in our text for today before I studied for this sermon was that the jars were empty. The servants had to fill them with water before the miracle could occur. Verses 6 and 7 say, nearby were six stone water jars used for the Jewish cleansing ritual, each able to hold about 20 or 30 gallons. And Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, and they filled them to the brim. Jesus had the servants fill the jars, and the servants were obedient in what Jesus asked them to do. That sounds simple enough, right? Except when you start to do the math, you realize that six jars would hold 120 to 180 gallons of water. That's a lot of work. And they didn't know why they were doing it. It wasn't until after they were faithful in doing what Jesus called them to do that the miracle took place. Their obedience created space for God to work. I have become acutely aware lately that I sit beneath the shade of trees I did not plant. We all sit beneath the shade of trees we did not plant. And I am tilling and weeding and planting seeds for trees, which I will never see the fruit. That is part of ministry, the life of faith. We are filling jars with water, not knowing that there is a miracle of wine in the future. But we have faith. We have faith that God hears us and sees us and that the Holy Spirit will work in the midst of our labor. And even when we don't know why God is calling us to certain places to do some unusual things. I have this devotion that Andrew got me a couple of years ago for Christmas called He Walks Among Us. It's a series of devotions written by Richard and Renee Stearns. Richard Stearns is the president of an organization called World Vision. World Vision is an international partnership of Christians whose mission is to follow Christ in working with the poor and oppressed to promote human transformation 
seek justice, and bear witness to the good news of the kingdom of God. And they do a lot of different ministries, including providing clean water, access to education, providing health care, building food security. So this devotional, he walks among us, encounters with Christ in a broken world. And each devotion is set in a different place around the world. And this week, I read one set in Peru, and I wanted to share it with you guys this morning. Richard writes, Octavia lived in the majestic Andes Mountains of Peru at an altitude of 14,000 feet on a hillside dotted with mud brick huts populated by sheep, goats, and llamas. The natural beauty of that place served as a tragically dissonant background for the suffering of this mother of three young children. She had been widowed, losing her husband to respiratory infection, possibly tuberculosis, and he received treatment too late. Now alone on that mountain in the harsh climate of the Andes, Octavia had to find a way for her little family to survive. Plowing, planting, harvesting, and raising livestock, in addition to parenting three small children, was hard work. But she worked, and she prayed. Renee and I sat in her crumbling hut as, and listened as she poured out her story with sadness and tears. At a loss for words, yet answered, changed my, at a loss for words, yet sensing that she was a woman of faith, I asked her specifically what she prayed for. And her answer changed my view of prayer forever. I pray that God will not forget me and my children on this mountain. I pray that he will send help. Here, almost 3,000 miles high in the Andes, some 6,000 miles from my home in Seattle, Octavia had been praying for help, and God sent me, the president of World Vision. God chose me as the answer to her prayer. Sometimes we are sent as the answer to someone else's prayer. Today, as we sit here at Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, millions of people across the world are praying. An orphan in India, a teenager in an inner city, an elderly woman in our neighborhood, someone struggling to raise a disabled child, another person just diagnosed with cancer, might we be the one God is sending? We can't always know the ways that God's grace is at work around us. Let us be like Mary, going to God on behalf of others. Let our eyes be open to the needs of our neighbors. Let us be brave enough to take those needs to Jesus, even when we think it has nothing to do with us. And then let our feet have let our prayers have feet. Let us be like the servants in Cana, willing to listen and follow Christ when our work is seemingly tedious and long and makes absolutely no sense. For in that faithfulness, miracles are born. Sometimes we are sent as the answer to someone else's prayer. We are not called to do it all, but we are called to do what we can. In church, there is a world that needs us. There is a community right here in Sandy Springs that needs us. 
that needs the good news of the gospel, a message of hope and peace and love, that needs to know that God loves them and that we love them and that they are welcome to sit under the shade of our tree. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, even if tomorrow I knew the world would go into pieces, I would still plant my apple tree. Let us go from here today with the power of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God, praying and planting trees. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.